Welcome to the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I'm Lucy Gernon, ex-corporate leader turned CEO of my dream business, helping corporate female leaders just like you to create your dream career and life. At 40, I quit the corporate world as I was tired of doing a job that no longer lit me up and wanted to live my life my way. I created the Powerhouse Revolution podcast to give you simple, actionable tips and strategies to help you create the perfect career and lifestyle that you and your family deserve. So if you're a corporate female leader or manager who is ready to step into her superpowers and live the life you were born to live, you are definitely in the right place because life is way too short to dread Mondays. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Revolution podcast. I hope it's nice and sunny where you are today. It's a beautiful morning here in Carlo in Ireland as I'm recording this episode and it just makes things so much easier, doesn't it? So today I'm going to be talking to you about how to handle conflict between your team members with confidence. So nobody's favorite thing to do is handle conflict, right? And especially as a leader, you have so much else going on. You have the pressure from your boss. You have all those KPIs to hit. And then if there's conflict between team members, it just causes churn within the team, which ultimately affects productivity. It affects well-being. It affects morale. So it really does have a huge impact on not just the team, but on you too. So if you want to learn how to handle conflict more effectively in the workplace, you are in the right place right now. It is a tricky skill to master, especially if you've shied away from it or if you're not in the right mindset. But you can't avoid workplace conflict. And as a leader, it's your job to nip it in the bud and manage it. The worst thing you can do is let it fester. So today I'll be sharing why acknowledging conflict is the first step to resolving it, what happens when you allow it to fester, how you can avoid conflict in the workplace, and how to handle it really effectively between your team members. Years ago, I remember I had two team members who were absolutely amazing, right? They were so good, but they just couldn't really work together. And you know, when you just have two personality clashes, they both had very different working styles. They had different ways of viewing things. They had different methods of how they would deliver. And there was conflict, right? So when there's pressure in the workplace, um, that's really when conflict can arise. So where there are things happening, where there's changes happening within a team, where there's uncertainty, where priorities are unclear, where roles and responsibilities are not clear, where there's just cultural differences or personality clashes, that is when conflict usually ends up rearing its ugly head. With these two team members, I like really respected both of them and I found it really, really challenging because as a leader, for me, my style was very kind of compassionate and I got along very well with most of my team, with all of my team really. And these two women, I suppose, I just knew that they just didn't get along with each other, right? But at the same time, I could see it was affecting both of them. It was affecting their well-being. It was affecting their performance. And for me looking in, I was going, there's nothing really wrong here, right? Let's just try and sort this out. So I ended up 
speaking to both of them and they ended up having a conversation and they resolved it as adults. And after that, um, they weren't ever best friends, but they learned to get along with each other, right? And that's what you've got to do in the workplace. But when you let things fester, it is the worst thing you can do because everything gets catastrophized in the other person's mind. It affects the team. There's so much ill will that can happen when you don't nip that kind of thing in the bud. And all it is really is a very, very simple conversation. But it does require you as a leader to come in with a strong mindset, particularly if it's those team members who are high performers, who you really respect and who you don't want to ruffle feathers, right? So there is a knack to doing this. Acknowledgement really is the first step. Okay, so if you're multitasking, come back to me. If you know that there's conflict between team members, you cannot just let it. Now, conflict does not mean, you know, handbags at dawn, pulling each other's eyes out. It can mean just disagreements, right? So you need to use your emotional intelligence, use all of who you are, your head, heart and gut to really tune into what's happening with your team. And that comes back to what I always say is around having regular check-ins with your team, no matter what level you're at, to make sure that there's nothing happening, okay? So acknowledging it is the first step. So the first thing I would say is acknowledge it privately. You need to address with both parties that you know this is happening. You need to start by saying something like, I've noticed, okay? Not such and such has told me or I heard, definitely don't say I heard, Say, I've noticed, and then fill in the blank. So I've noticed that yourself and such and such seem to have some bad energy at the moment, or I noticed you said this, or tell me a little bit about what's going on. Okay, so you want to understand. Then I would say acknowledge it publicly if necessary. So this is really important. So say, for example, if you're at a team meeting, this is super important. So if you're multitasking, come back to me. And you're all there and you notice that one team member shuts another team member down and you get this sense in your gut that there's something more to this comment, right? We've all been there where we've seen it. What you need to do as a leader is publicly say to that person, Brian, can you stay back after the meeting just for two minutes? I just want to have a quick chat. That's all you need to say because every other person who were at that meeting would have noticed that comment and they are waiting for you. They're waiting to see what you do. So it's really important that you just acknowledge it don't obviously get into the detail about anything in front of the team ever but do just say ask the person to maybe stay back or something like that just so you're letting the rest of the team know um, that you've acknowledged it and that you're going to do something about it okay the next thing I would say is acknowledge their pain and their frustrations okay so if there is conflict everyone sees the world through their own beliefs and they live their lives true to their own values so oftentimes when other people don't abide by our values or don't live or work the same as us it can cause confusion unless you understand that not everybody has the same values or beliefs right so acknowledge that these people when they are in these conflict situations and I mean we've all been there their pain and their frustration is real so it's important for you as a leader to really listen and acknowledge it even if you don't agree okay that's a really important part you've got to listen so what happens when you allow to fester well five things happen in my experience number one it gets worse okay so it's like it's like a stone gathering moss 
The longer you leave disagreements or bad relationships go on between your team, the worse it gets because it becomes habitual. And when something becomes habitual, as I always tell you, those neurological pathways that form within our minds as new situations arise get more and more embedded. So if Mary views John as a, I don't know, conceited narcissist, for example, because she's decided because of one incident that that's how she's going to view him. The more that she, I suppose, the patterns of behavior continue, the worse it's going to get because she's going to only see him through that those eyes. So it's really important as a leader that you're looking out for those signs and nipping it in the bud before it blossoms. The second thing that happens is it affects the rest of the team. It can affect the rest of the team in many ways. So it may, I suppose, cause low morale because nobody likes to be around that drama. And I know in a hybrid sense, you may not have it as much as you would if you were in person. However, Everyone knows and people gossip and there's certain people within your team who love to have a good bitch and a good natter about what's going on. And this just, it literally will distract them from their jobs. It will reduce productivity and there's no need for it. You just, you've got to step up as a leader and address it, okay? The third thing is, yep, it affects morale, right? So nobody wants to go into work where there's potential conflict because again, that activates our fear center. So you know, you've got people on your team who really want to come into work and just do a great job. And knowing that they're coming into two people who maybe don't get along, it's not a very nice environment, okay? And people are so sick. People have so many options right now that we all know the great resignation has been massive. There's still people who are leaving and considering leaving. So it's never been more important for you as a leader to handle that conflict effectively, okay? And the fourth thing it hap- that happens is it affects productivity, like I said. So again, people are distracted or the two team members who are not getting along are actually maybe thinking about the conflict and thinking about what this person said. So they're not fully present. And that's how mistakes happen, right? So you're going to have more mistakes to clean up. And you are going to have less output from your team because they're not going to be in the zone. So when we're in our flow and we're in our zone, it's when we are in our, you know, we're, we're fully aligned to our passions, where there's no drama, where we feel safe. Safety is so important. So if your team members are not feeling mentally safe, they are not going to be as productive. Okay. And then the final thing that can happen is people will just leave. So like I said, the great resignation is is real right now. And MIT Sloan did an article that did a lot of research on this and they found that toxic corporate culture is 10.2% more likely to result in people leaving, right? So it's the top predictor of attrition right now in the corporate space. So toxic culture, this would feed into toxic culture. Conflict feeds into toxic culture. And all conflict really is, is miscommunication. That's it, right? So, you know, different nationalities and cultures I've seen clash sometimes due to miscommunication. And I remember I had a team member um, who was really quite direct and abrupt. And that was just her working style, right? That was her culture. But it really wasn't well received by others. And that caused some conflict within my team. So you can navigate situations like that with cultural differences by, again, stepping up and help your team not to take things personally, first of all, 
for the person who maybe has a more uh, direct working style and explain to the direct person just to tone it down. So you've got to give specific examples of what they said and what would be a softer approach. Okay, so, you know, it depends again where you're living in the world, but everybody likes to communicate differently and we all perceive we're all perceiving information like your brain is receiving so much information and it's constantly looking for threat. So even if there's a, an elevated tone of voice, sometimes it can cause um, people to think that there's they're maybe being attacked when they're not. Right. So it's all about you as a leader, understanding that and then explaining it to your team because nobody explains this stuff to us. So how can you avoid conflict? The answer is you can't. It's part of life. But you can reduce the level of conflict by the culture you create in your team. So the first step to handling conflict is before the conflict arises. So you need to create an inclusive environment. So I suppose inclusion has been a huge buzzword and even more so nowadays, right? But what inclusion, what does it really mean? It means just being nice. It means including all parties. It means seeing everyone for who they are and looking at their strengths and making everybody feel like they're part of something, right? So it's up to you as a leader to, and it takes work, right? I know you've got a big workload, but you've got to prioritize this stuff or you're going to lose people. And it's not going to be a very nice work environment if you don't do this, okay? So you, it all starts trying to mitigate the conflict before it even starts by creating an inclusive environment and by setting the tone and the culture for how you run your department, your region, whatever level in the organization you're in. Okay, so you need to think about your values, your personal values as a leader, how that aligns to your company values and ensure that your team live by their by those values and be really careful when you're hiring people in terms of their values. That might be an interview question you could ask around, you know, what are the three things, your three top values? And if people don't really get what that means, you can just say like, well, what are the three things that were most important to you? Like, is it, is it achievement? Is it family? Is it, um, you know, nature is it the planet like just give maybe some examples and you want to make sure that you your your values align to um those people because otherwise where there's serious differences in values that's where you can get conflict too right so you need to make sure you've got the right fit for your team before before you even get to the conflict stage right the other thing I'd say is that your team need to know your rules and your boundaries. So what's acceptable for you and for your company? What's okay and what's not okay? So don't make assumptions that your team know what the boundaries are. You need to be explicit because as human beings, we love to know what to do. We like to be told what to do. We like directions. So you just need to be explicit around what are your boundaries? What are your rules within your team? Okay. Now I'm going to tell you how to handle conflict. Okay. So if you're multitasking, come back to me because there's a few steps that you need to take here. The first one is you, when you notice it, you need to immediately start to nip it in the bud. Okay, so you need to schedule time with each team member separately and seek to understand first and be open to what the person says. Now, when I say schedule time, if it's a one-off kind of comment, you know, you might just call the person back to after the meeting or whatever and tell them it's not acceptable. But I'm talking about where you know that there's two team members who are just not getting along and you've heard from other people or you've witnessed it yourself. 
So talk to each of them separately and go in with open curiosity because there are always two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle, there's the truth. So just be open to what they've got to say. The second thing is listen to both sides. So favoritism can come into play here. And unfortunately for the team member, maybe there's one of them that you prefer over the other. But as a leader, you, you need to park that. Okay. So you're, you're a truth seeker in this state, in this phase. All right. So listen to both sides. Just listen. And then the third thing to do is help them to see the big picture and coach them towards a solution. So there's no point at this stage, I wouldn't recommend you go in all guns blazing, right? Saying, why did you do this and blame? Because you're going to activate that fear center in the mind and they're not going to, they're not really probably going to be open with you. So I would ask some questions like, so tell me, how important is it for you to be happy at work? And then you're getting them thinking, well, actually, it's very important for me. Okay. The second thing you could ask is, you could say something like, well, relationships are co-created. So what role do you play in your relationship between yourself and -and so-and-so? So again, you're, you're getting them to think about their role. Okay. So they're going to be blame, blame, blame the other person. And now you're bringing it back to them. Okay. Because we can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. I might say something then like, what would be different for you if this conflict didn't exist? So you're future pacing them. You're getting them to think about what it could be like if they didn't um, have this conflict. And then finally, to try and get them to move forward, you could say something like, well, what's one small step you could take to resolve this? So again, you're, you're, you need to calm them down first by listening. They're going to want to get all that off their chest and then get into the more coaching approach. Now, Then what I would say you need to do is explain to them what is acceptable and what is not acceptable, right, about the situation and what you'd like to see happen. So you've kind of, you've listened, they've got it off their chest, you've coached them, trying to help them to see, because that's that's where the magic happens, right? It's what I do with my clients too, but not with conflict, but that's what coaching does. You're helping them to, to see and come to their solutions. And then you need to just, then exactly what I just said, you need to say, look, this is not acceptable. This is what needs to happen. So you need to tell them. But so create like a really safe space. Do not threaten them, but you've got to be assertive. And then I would say ask both to meet. So say to both parties, look, I need you and such and such to meet. And I need you to resolve this as adults. Think about what would the ideal outcome be, right? Ask them both both to meet and give them a deadline. So if you have a conversation on a Monday, I would be saying something like, okay, fine, I need you, you need you both to meet by close of business Friday and I will speak to you next Monday. You've got to give them a deadline, okay? Otherwise, they're going to put it off. And if they can't resolve it, so if they try and resolve it and they can't resolve it, then you need to step in. So you need to get both into a room and um, mediate. Now, if it comes to this phase, you may want to consult HR or your own manager if you feel that there's maybe toxicity there or something that maybe you, you're not you know, your company may have um, policies and processes around this, but I'm talking about just kind of small conflict before it kind of escalates, all right? Because we don't need to call HR for everything, do we? So that's basically it for today's episode. So really how to handle just, again, just quick recap of the steps. Number one, schedule time with each team member separately. Seek to understand and be open. So listen to what they've got to say. Step number two, listen to both sides and try and leave favoritism to the side. 
Step number three, help them to see the big picture and coach them towards a solution, saying things like the questions I said. Step number four is you need to then assertively explain what is not acceptable about the situation and what you'd like to see happen. So creating a really safe space, but being super assertive. Step number five is asking both to meet to try and resolve as adults and ask them what the ideal outcome would be. And step number six, if they can't resolve it by the time frame that you have given them, you need to get both into a room and mediate. Um, and again, you may want to consult HR. That is it. That's it for this episode. Nice and short and sweet. I hope that was valuable to you. If you did find it valuable, if you could send it on to somebody in your workplace who you know was having drama with some team members, this episode may help them. And I'll put some coaching questions in the show notes. So if you go to lucygarnan.com forward slash 026, I'll put in um, some coaching questions that you could use to handle conflict between your um, team members. So that's it until next week. I hope um, it was valuable. I hope you have a great, great, great week and I will talk to you then.